Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Troy to Go Variety Show. I'm your host, Troy, and I just want to say thank you again for listening. And today, we got a very special topic. Not really, just something I thought would be fun because I didn't really know what to talk about. And so, I am going to fix the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe and all the movies, starting with Man of Steel, through... Through Justice League, because I think that's where the big problem is. Um, it's just kind of those movies, because they don't really factor in and play into them anymore. Um, yeah, because obviously those the DC movies are a mess. They've had a lot of issues. Um, we're finally getting the Snyder Cut next year, um, which is exciting, because hopefully it's going to be a better take of the Justice League and the original s- seven. Except I don't even think it's seven. I think it's just five in the in the in the movie universe but anyway <laughs> so we're gonna kind of work backwards and well not work backwards we're gonna start from the beginning is what i meant to say and i want to start with man of steel and how that movie goes and how it how it plays into the other movies um because i think that there isn't a whole lot that i would change with um um, with with Man of Steel. Um, I mean, it's a fine movie. It's not the best, but it's a good intro to Superman, understanding him and what his life on Earth has been, and him kind of accepting that role of Superman in this universe and really trying to find his footing, figure out how he fits into it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't change much to it. The only thing I would change... Um, is maybe change how uh, his dad Pa Kent dies, and and switching that up because in the movie, like it's super obvious that he, that Clark Superman has every opportunity to go out there and and save his dad from this tornado and the tornado warning, um, but he just kind of like stops him and doesn't allow himself to be saved which is pretty selfish for him because it just added a whole lot of emotional turmoil to their life and kind of flipped their life upside down um you know from that point on and that's supposed to be clark's big i can't save everyone moment but he clearly could and so kind of starting off with that i i would want to do something where um, where they both are rushing into this tornado, trying to help all these other families that are caught up in this, in this mess. And, you know, Clark's out there, you know, saving as many families as he can. He's, you know, moving cars, he's, you know, grabbing kids out of them, bringing them to safety, um, you know, out of the way. Um, and then, you know, but when he's busy and distracted, um, trying to save as many people as he can, he's he turns his back on his dad and doesn't see him, and ends up losing him to the tornado. Uh, I just think that'd be a much better anchor um, of of why he has this. Um, I gotta try to save as many people as I, as I can. I gotta do X, Y, and Z. I gotta be more than myself, and kind of giving him a failure early on and showing that emotional 
um, conflict that he has where he thinks he can save everyone and he can do so much and help so many people, but um, who does he choose to help? Who does he choose to save? Because at the end of the day, everyone can't be saved and he has to make a choice. And does he put the greater good of others first or does he act selfishly and focus and save the ones he loves i just think that'd be a much better emotional anchor for that but then just kind of go on to the the rest of the movie um you know with zod and the and the other kryptonians coming to earth um i think it might probably just have one you don't really need the other ones because the other ones are kind of throwaways anyway and like he battles them fights them and stuff but it doesn't have the gravitas the epicness of the him and zod duel and i think we keep that pretty much the same um except for the the big glowing light in the sky that's destroying the whole earth i think it should be just kind of simple stripped down that they are there zod is there to um reclaim the the key from clark's um escape ship the codex i think it's called and and the, but when he's there, he realizes he is so much more superior to the people of Earth. And while he's there, a quick, easy recon mission, he gets distracted, and um, he starts thinking of over overthinking himself, and sees himself in this in this light. And he's like, "No, we can control these people. I can rule here. I am so much better." than every single human on this earth and it's him and he's asking Clark for help uh, because you know you can kind of set it up where it's a at first it's a friendly encounter between Clark and Zod where you know this is the first Kryptonian he's ever seen he didn't know there was others like him and he's being introduced to um, a whole other thing and then you can have um, the the uh, fortress of solitude moment that he has with his dad but it's zod showing him his people his culture his history where he's where he comes from and you know he can have that that um private dialogue with his dad about not trusting zod not trusting zod he he's power hungry he's cruel um he'll do what he needs to do for himself um and and for the glory of krypton and have that glory of Krypton kind of be the reoccurring thing for Zod, where he thinks conquering Earth will bring glory back to Krypton, and they can bring that race back um, from from near extinction with you know, and you know, and everything. And then they fight, boom, boom, boom. Superman ends up killing him because um, to to save that family um, in, in the bank or wherever it is, bank station i don't know um and then credits end of end of man of steel and then we go on to batman v superman dawn of justice where um we're introduced right off the bat to lex luther and you kind of start seeing him um scheming and kind of weaseling his way through everything because he's a pretty weaselly character uh, when he's played by jesse eisenberg in these movies and you can start seeing him the gears start to turn and him, you know, going in front of Congress, you know, cause they want Congress and the government, they want to, 
um, you know, study all of the Kryptonian machinery and stuff like that. And they, you know, have Superman testify and say, this stuff is not safe for Earth. It is it is going to just cause more and more destruction. And I want to dispose of it. And so Superman wants to get rid of it, toss it in the sun, destroy it. He's ready to leave his past behind as much as that's going to hurt him. And then, but you have uh, Lex Luthor on the other hand, and be like, no, we can learn from these people. We can learn from Krypton. We can grow. We can evolve. We can become better. Um, and we can be so much more than what we are right now. There's so much technology and information we can learn to advance Earth. And so we do, so they kind of te- duke it out. Um, they deny, they shut down the site where the crash of Zod's ship was and Lex sneaks in there, um, late at night to do his own research, his own testings. And, um, that's where they were keeping Zod's body. Um, and he finds, um, he finds a, a mother box and a way to revive Zod. And so he brings Zod back early, early on in the movie, um, but he doesn't bring him back as Doomsday, like in the original Batman v Superman at the end of the movie. He brings him back as Bizarro Superman. And so he thinks he, he was reviving him, but he revives him, and but it's without like his major brain function. You know, he's not himself anymore. He is an unhinged animal, a creature, a monster, um, who has all the powers of a Kryptonian, which is very very destructive and especially when he doesn't have full control of himself or his powers and then we cut to 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 batman and you see him dealing in gotham with the ramifications of the the superman and zod fight um trying to do his best to repair the city rebuild the city um you know he's wayne enterprises or wayne tech is you know, outreached and trying to rebuild the city. Um, and they, they've also shown interest in the Zod crash site. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting really, really nerdy with this, but I'm having a lot of fun explaining this and going through all this, and I'm just getting started. So bear with me if you don't want to listen to the rest, whatever, but I'm fixing these movies. They are much better now. Um, <laughs> so... Wayne Tech and LexCorp, they they both aren't allowed to study um, the crash site, blah, blah, blah. And then Bizarro Superman gets escapes Lex, obviously, because he can't control that powerful of a being that's that unhinged um, and that vengeful, because all he has in his mind is Superman and wanting to kill him and finish what he started, but... And so you see, um, you know, him going on this sort of rampage through Metropolis um, in Gotham looking for Superman, you know, doing what he wants, not having control, you know, the government and the army are trying to stop him, but he's lashing out. And then you see you have Bruce Wayne and Batman seeing all this and everyone is assuming that um, Superman lost it again and is going on another rampage throughout the city this time you know 
he's just causing it's just pure destruction rather than a fight between two you know gods essentially um and this whole time you can have um beforehand before while this is going on you can it'll cut to clark and he is up in the fortress of solitude the you know classic middle of nowhere up in antarctica you know in the ice fortress of solitude where he is where he had taken some of the artifacts and the um, technology from his ship and Zod's ship and locked that away so he can continue to learn more about himself and figure out where he, who he is, where he comes from, and everything like that. Um, and so he has no, and he's kind of lost in this for, you know, for days. And you see him, he's got the beard back again, you know. They haven't seen Superman since he testified in court and said, this stuff is dangerous. We need to get rid of it. Um, so he's gone away to do his own thing um, because he's kind of been shunned and ostracized by the by the country because of the destruction that he caused. And he understands that he is, um, until he fully understands himself, he is a threat, whether his intentions are good or not. And so he's secluded himself in the Fortress of Solitude. While all this is going on, he... Um, then begins to hear all of the outcries of help and despair and fear from um, Metropolis and Gotham, where um, you have Zod, now Bizarro Superman, we'll call him, um, just wreaking havoc and no one really knowing what to do. And, you know, since he's moving so fast, there isn't any clear, you know, photographs of him, so people don't understand that it's not Clark, it's not Superman. Um, they just think it's him going unhinged again. And then you have Batman going to confront him and stuff. And Batman has learned a little bit um, about kryptonite, and he's figured it out because he's the world's greatest detective. He's as smart as a whip, and everyone knows that. And then um, you, in this fight where you have Batman versus Bizarro Superman, Batman is not fully prepared like he thinks he is um, and gets beaten. Um, and so as he's like getting beaten, that's when you have Superman rush back in to save the day, stop Bizarro Superman, um, where he just picks him up um, after they have, you know, they, they fight for a little bit on Earth, but he re like he starts noticing all the destruction and all the buildings and stuff that um, Bizarro Superman has already taken out and that they're taking out as they clash. And so he just takes him, grabs him as tight as he can and just takes off straight up into space, straight towards the sun. Um, just as a way to, you know, remove himself from the situation and distance himself and try to save as much, as many people as he can. And he realizes again how much of a threat he is to Earth. Um, and then so they fight in space. Superman um, knocks him out and just kind of throws him as hard as he can, as far as he can into space and just kind of lets Bizarro Superman go. Um, and then he comes down to Earth, you know, kind of reveals himself as the true Superman. Um and, you know, big press, everything, you know, everything kind of goes. It ends with, you know, 
a press conference with um with the the daily the daily planet and everything like that where he works as a reporter obviously saying i understand the fear you have but i am here to protect you and <laughs> i'm here i'm here to protect i'm here to save you um, I'm here to do whatever I need to do to make sure you are safe. I am one of you. I was born and raised in Smallville, Kansas, and I am here as an American to kind of, as a way to kind of quell the fears of, um, of the public at large and kind of become at peace with the fact that he is there um, and really try to understand why he is on earth and that he's not a threat and then so that movie ends and that's a uh, batman v-, v superman dawn of justice um so the batman v superman it's a little bit misleading because it is batman versus bizarro superman and then superman versus bizarro superman um but it's just a it's a good title to have and it kind of sets up the conflict between the two of them and you can do some other things with it as well and then that brings us to Justice League and what I want to do with the Justice League movie. Um, this is, I think this was the big one. This was the biggest miss um, in the franchise so far, in quotes. Um, but what I would want to do is instead of Steppenwolf being the main bad guy, I want it to be Brainiac. Um, because I think you save Steppenwolf um, in Doomsday, or not Doomsday, dark side for later because i think it's a little too early to be kind of hinting at that and implying that um in this universe right now i think you you know it's dark side is a thanos level villain and you you need more time to build him build apocalypse and the threat that they are um without the heroes knowing and so i think brainiac would be a better representation of it because brainiac in the he's kind of a collector um where he goes and he conquers planets all for the sake of knowledge and learning more about them. And so he goes to all these planets, learns everything. Um, I mean, he's part AI and super smart and stuff, so he can learn information really quickly. But he takes and captures, you know, people and civilizations and, and, and he keeps them kind of as trophies of these planets that he's conquered. Um, constantly trying to look for new technology, new information, new things that he's learning. And he's always heard of these rumblings of a of the mother box, which is the ultimate piece of technology. It's limitless power. It has unlimited uses essentially of it. You know, it can teleport, it can become a weapon, it can, you know, improve any sort of technology. So he hears of one um, and is tracking one down. That leads him to Earth. And that the one that's on Earth was from Zod's ship that got um, that crashed in the Fortress of Solitude. Um, or that got brought to the Fortress of Solitude. Um, and, well, no, I don't want it to be in the Fortress of Solitude. I want it to be in Star Labs being studied by Cyborg's dad. Um, and stuff kind of they kind of snuck again more people snuck in and stole um, technology and stuff so they have it at star labs where um 
cyborg, and that's where cyborg becomes it because he's part mother box. That's where he gets his cybernetics from, and that's how he becomes cyborg, obviously. Oh my gosh, I am ranting and raving, and I am 20 minutes in, and I'm loving this. So, he hears of the mother box. Brainiac comes to Earth looking for it. And so, this whole thing, at first, it's Superman and Batman confronting Brainiac um, when he first comes to Earth, and he says, you know, and he just kind of disposes them pretty quickly um, because he has, he knows Krypton. He's been to Krypton. He's been at war with them before. Um, And you can even have that, uh, Brainiac, being the destruction of Krypton. Um, So you can have flashbacks of that. And it's Brainiac coming and conquering the world. And and that's when uh, Clark is a baby and sends him away. Um, And he kind of escapes through the radar because he's looking for the mother box. Um, But ends up just destroying the planet, thinking everything's been destroyed. But Zod got away with pieces of the technology in the mother box unknowingly and escapes. Um, And then you can even have him escape to the Phantom Zone because Brainiac wouldn't know how to track him in there. Boom. Plot holes fixed. And But he knows the weaknesses of Krypton because he's been there. He's conquered Krypton. um, And he has a Kryptonian as one of his trophies. We'll get to that later. (laughs) So, where was I going with this? Oh my gosh. Um, So, Brainiac has Kryptonite. Um, and this is the first time we see Kryptonite used against uh, against Superman, and he has it, and it kind of cripples him. He, you know, he, you know, Brainiac puts it in a glove, one punch, and just knocks Superman out. Batman being Batman and smart guy and everything like that, but he's just a human. He has no superhuman abilities or attributes, so he gets taken out as well. Um, and then. It become like they go to Star Labs and there's an explosion um, when Brainiac is going into the thing. And um, Victor Stone is there visiting his father, who was a scientist there working on the mother box, studying the mother box. And there's an explosion as he's, you know, breaking into the building because he's kind of reckless. He doesn't care. Um, he's just blowing stuff up because nothing matters to him but the box. And everything in his way is just. Um, you know, fodder. So the explosion causes damage to um, to to Victor Cyborg, and um, and like the he kind of lands next to the mother box, and as he's like kind of looking around for his father in this explosion, his father's dead. Um, he reaches out and touches the mother box, and it kind of like latches onto him like um kind of so it kind of a, sim- a similar thing where it's like tony stark's nano suit where it kind of spite spiders out of him where it's that or like the like venom where it kind of like just latches onto him and kind of like pulls him in and starts taking over his body and the damaged parts because it understands that he is injured and damaged and dying and he becomes the host of the mother box 
And so you see Cyborg become Cyborg that way. And then Brainiac gets him. And Cyborg, like, like kind of, like, instinctually kind of fights him off, like, not really knowing what he's doing. But he's eventually able to get the upper hand and a Brainiac is and captures Cyborg. Then it's Superman and Batman being like, well, what do we do here? We like, he took that kid. We got to do something like clearly that's a powerful weapon that we need to get, take out of his hands. Cause he could conquer the whole galaxy at this point, the whole universe at this point, he can travel anywhere, anytime and do anything. And so they start, they have to gather, Batman's like, I have an idea. And then so they start, They then we get a recruiting montage, you know, about halfway through the movie where they go find Flash, they go find Aquaman, and they go find Wonder Woman. And they bring them in. And if you want, you could even add in a green lantern at this point. Um... Where, where you can have a Green Lantern come to Earth, Hal Jordan come back to Earth, and be like, there was a, there was a distress call, like, what, what happened, what's going on, and, you know, kind of catches him up, he's like, well, I know where he's going, you know, come with me, and then you can have the Green Lantern team up with him too, and take him to wherever um, Brainiac was going, his homeworld, his off-world spaceship, that he's, his m- mobile Death Star, essentially. Um, and then, yeah, you have him confront Brainiac and fight, and Superman gets the upper hand because he's Superman and he's he can beat anyone. Um, and it's just that type of thing. You see them team up a lot, um, you know, in order to um, <clears throat> uh, confront Brainiac and defeat him. And then that would be the end of Justice League, um, where... Where, you know, they defeat him. They end up using the mother box to essentially just blast Brainiac away. And them doing that is what alerts Darkseid. Um, that there is another mother box. Because he thought he had the only one. But it alerts him that there is another one out there that he doesn't have possession of yet. And so that sends his conquest towards Earth, towards Superman and the Justice League. To destroy them and take back what he thinks is his. And so that would be the end credit scene. of It would be Steppenwolf going to Darkseid. And kind of like the end of, end of Avengers 1 is, come, is how I'm picturing it. Which basically I'm just ripping off Avengers for all of these. Because I think Marvel just did such a wonderful job setting up this stuff. And so it's Darkseid sitting on his throne on, on Apocalypse, and you have Steppenwolf come to him and be like, Sir, we have found another mother box. We do not, there is one left that we need to find. And he's like, where is it? And then he just says, Earth. End of credits, end of the post-credit scene, black, done. And then um, for Justice League 2, you have... Um, you have Steppenwolf and Darkseid coming um, to take over and fight and blah, 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 blah. And then you could even have um, Man of Steel 2 being, um, 
he just sends Steppenwolf just goes by himself, and Superman is able to defeat him and battle him and fight him by himself. Um, before you get into the craziness of needing the whole Justice League again, but after Steppenwolf is defeated, is sent back to Darkseid after Man of Steel two, Justice League two is when a Darkseid comes, and essentially, and then you can have like the, uh, um, the apocalypse. You know, Apocalypse with a K, because that's the planet he's from. You could have that storyline and having Apocalypse conquering Earth. Um, and then, you know, you could do, you know, even an Affinity War type situation where he wins and he gets the mother box. And it's and it's them trying to, you know, the part two or whatever. Um, it's them, you know, defeating him once and for all. So that's my take on how I would fix the DCEU. 30 minutes of me rambling at my computer and at my, TV, or at my microphone explaining stuff that makes no sense to a lot of people because you're not, you're not in it. You're not as sweaty nerd as me. All right, I'm a big sweaty nerd. So that's how I would fix it. That's how I think I would make better movies. Zack Snyder, call me. We'll make this happen, dude. I promise you, it'll be amazing. Thank you again so much for listening. This has been the Troy to Go Variety Show. As always, be excellent to each other, and don't forget your to-go box.